Hey, good morning or good afternoon or good evening whenever you're watching this. My name's Brian. I'm the pastor at Woodenville. This is one of my good friends. This is John Lenardi. John Lenardi, yep. Yep, and uh, you may have seen John around. He's quite famous on GC365. <laughs> he's been with me. He's been with Kyler. <laughs> yeah. Um, other thing about John that we always talk about, John is the master fisherman. Uh, so tell us real quick, how was uh, King and co-host season this year for you? So uh, King was better than last year, but not great. Uh, but I think that was more about the fisherman than the fishing. <laughs> uh, the coho was lights out. We had a really good year for silvers and uh, had a lot of limits on the boat, a lot of people out. So yeah, it was fun. fun yeah, year. it was Got a lot in the freezer. So we should be good. Good year, good year. Uh, I was able to go out opening day for King season in the bay. With John, we both got our yep. our limits or our, our king that day. Yep. It was really yep. good. That was so, fun. That was always fun. good. Always good to fish. Uh, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about GC365. We're day 110 or 210. Sorry, day 210. Day 310. Day 310. Sorry, we're getting to the end of this. Day 310. <laughs> and uh, we got Old Testament. We're in Ezekiel. Ezekiel's tough. But then Hebrew's awesome. Um, Psalms and Proverbs are awesome. I'm not going to touch on Ezekiel. You can touch on Ezekiel if you want. Yeah, the only thing I would, <laughs> for the, today's reading at least, uh, it was kind of a funny thing. You know, as parents, uh, you always say, there's no parent manual. But if you go to the Bible, there's all kinds of great things to learn in the Bible about being a parent. And one of the things that struck me on Ezekiel, I think Ezekiel 14 was, um, God's talking to Ezekiel and he says, okay, listen, this is my translation. So this isn't, this isn't an NIV, but he says, Hey, listen, uh, you need to tell these people if they come, uh, to seek a prophet and it's not you, then I'm going to deal with them directly and it's not going to end well for them. And it's not going to end well for the prophet that they're talking to. And, yeah. and so two things kind of struck me. One is, it was probably a very short-lived career to be a prophet during yeah. those days because you probably didn't last very long. The other yeah. thing that struck me is you see a lot of these old kings and rulers, like they would go to prophets where they would want to get the good answer. You know, if they went to Jeremiah or Ezekiel, they knew they were going to get God's <laughs> truth and they didn't like what they heard. So they'd go find another prophet. And I, I know kids do that. If you have kids, you know, we're going to go ask mom first and if she didn't get the uh -huh. right answer. So smart parents always kind of surround that and say, hey, you ever get caught playing one against the other? Yeah, you're gonna be in your bedroom for a week. So totally. I guess that was uh, just kind of a practical, funny thing that jumped out to me. As yeah, Ezekiel, but totally. uh, uh, pretty heavy, pretty heavy chapter. <clears throat> yeah, what I what I love is again, what's kind of perfect is Ezekiel is just the minor prophets and the major prophets. Of the Old Testament are tough. Those are the last mm -hmm. books of the of the Old Testament, and the reason why it's tough is it's a lot of like the, I would say the religion, the things that weren't working. Rituals. And then what we do this week in the New Testament is we're in Hebrews, we're in Hebrews chapter seven. What I want to try and do for you guys is help connect the Old Testament to the New Testament. Because seemingly when I talk with a lot of people all the time and they're they're explaining they're maybe they're reading the Bible for the for the very first time, they're like, there's so much like difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And like, why did Jesus come? Well, it's Hebrews 7. And specifically Hebrews chapter 7, verse 28 says this, the law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath and his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. So I want to try and connect this. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus is the high priest that they're talking about in Hebrews 7. And before this, in the Old Testament, how you and I and John, we all connected with God, if you were born in the Old Testament times, was only through this sacrificial system. So you'd bring doves, you'd bring animals, you'd bring a, a goat or a cow, 
you'd kill it, mm-hmm. you'd burn it, it would be a sacrifice to God, you burn it in, the, in, in fire at this tent, which was a big tent, they called it the tabernacle, and later they built a temple for it. And that was the way you would do that. You would give these sacrifices to the priests at the, at the church at the time, and that's how you would um, pay your penance of your sin. That's how you would you know, rectify the sin and the bad things that you and your family did. Well, then once a year in those Old Testament times, there was this high priest. He was very important. He would get all decked out. He'd have the special robes. He'd have the, he'd have the garb. And then within the temple or the tabernacle, this big tent, there was a section in the back. And this section in the back mm-hmm. was separated by a wall or a, a, a cloth wall. And you could never go in it. In fact, if you went in it, you would be killed or you would die immediately because it was the very presence of God was there. And God is perfect and holy. And because we're human beings, we make make bad decisions. You walk into that, you'd be killed because you're not perfect. You, you, you couldn't be in the presence of God. Once a year, the high priest would go in and make a sacrifice for all of the world or for all of Israel. Right. So they would actually tie a rope on this high priest and he would walk into the Holy of Holies and he'd make a sacrifice. And the reason why they tied a rope on him is if he hadn't done everything perfect, confessed his sins, washed right, he would be killed immediately. And they'd have to drag his limp body out with a rope. So the whole reason why this is so important is that sacrifice that was made for the world was made once a year for the high priest. But we were stu- stuck in the cycles of humanity of like, oh my, like this religion of like having to do this thing all mm-hmm. the time. And it seems so archaic and seems so disconnected and, and not personal. So then Jesus comes on the cross and he becomes that high priest. And not only what happens is they say that when he makes that sacrifice on the cross, that curtain is torn, it says, in the temple. And what it means is that this holy of holies, the presence of God, which now we get to experience every Sunday morning, we get to experience with God, it happens simultaneously and forever after that moment when Jesus dies on the cross. He becomes that high priest, he makes that sacrifice, and then now no longer is there a barrier between us and God. Now you, myself, we all, can at the instance experience the Holy of Holies, the presence of God. I mean, it's it's an amazing, amazing thing. So I, I love this because hopefully this connects you from the Old Testament to the New Testament. This is why Jesus had to come. Right, right. I think if you look at the New Testament, you've got the Paul's letters to the various churches. Um, you have Acts of the Apostles, which is really kind of a great sort of uh, Christian 101 consolidated version of yep. all the major events in Christianity. And Hebrews is great because um, when I was just becoming new in my faith, uh, I didn't really understand what the difference was between the Old and the New Testament. And yeah. it's a great place to go and spend some time and to learn about those differences and yep. why they're kind of important, why it's less about your outward appearance and ritual and religion and, and sacrifice. And like Brian says, it's more about, you know, where's your heart? Because that's where that's where God really wants. And that's yeah. what Jesus preached was, yep. was, was your heart. So yeah, great book. Uh, Great tutorial. And then, you know, I think Proverbs wraps it all up and actually connects to Hebrews a little bit. It says in in, uh, Proverbs 27, 6, it says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And what it's saying is you got to have real people who Mm -hmm. really love you around you on a regular basis, community. 
And we have a big group of, of buddies and friends that we hang out with, and they bring life to us. And the reason why they bring life to us is, first off, we all share the same thing, this real relationship okay. with God. Yep. And it brings us depth that other people can't bring us. And then I know that they're going to speak life into me, speak truth into me, and vice versa. I'm going to speak truth and life into them too. Right. I mean, it was amazing. And I think it's important, and maybe there's another proverb somewhere, but maybe the corollary to that is, as an individual, you have to grant trusted people access. Absolutely. And you have to encourage them to speak that to you, even if it's painful or it's yep. hard. Um, because, first of all, it's a trusted friend, so you know it's true. But also, it's... If nobody's ever telling you where you might need a course correction, then you're going to be driving the car off the cliff pretty regularly. I know, yep. I know, I would be. So, yeah, great verse. Yeah, and you know, so many blessings. All the blessings come from God. Mm -hmm. The very reason that we are able to have good relationships with people and a good relationship with God is because of Jesus and what he did on the cross. Yep. I mean, yep. for Amen. real. So the title of this thing is Thank God for Relationships. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to have a relationship with God without Jesus. We wouldn't be able to have relationships with each other like we have now without Jesus and what he did. So yeah. uh, take heart today that, man, you can have a direct relationship with God. And if you don't have good people around you, find some. Go get into get, a church. There's good people in the church that are trying to find what you are potentially looking for as yep. well. Go get connected. So, yeah, that's right. Hey, we love you guys. Have a great rest of the morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever it is. We love you. Have a great day.